All right, in the last couple of months, one of the guests that got some of the most email for requests of a repeat visit was Mike Cernovich. He's at Cernovich on Twitter, one of the few Twitters I recommend, and still going strong on Twitter, even though a huge effort to try to get him deplatformed. We'll get into that in a bit. He's also a documentary filmmaker, uh, hoaxedmovie.com for his important movie on media bias. But today we're talking about a shorter documentary, a free documentary. It's available to you on YouTube on Qatar, Blood Money, how Qatar bought off the entire DC establishment. I learned a lot and I really enjoyed it. Mike, great to have you back. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Okay, so so this is you've got J. Michael Waller in here from uh, Center for Security Policy, Frank Daphne's group, Dave Reboy, who Breitbart readers know very well. Rabbi Shmuley goes absolute ham on Qatar, talking about the whitewashing of it, saying they're funding the murder of Israelis. And, and let's break it down, Mike. Qatar funds the Muslim Brotherhood, Hamas, Taliban, Al Qaeda, even journalists here in the in the in the in the Western world. And all we talk about here is Russia, 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 how Russia is the biggest threat on Earth. Yeah, what really got me was that the Brookings Institute and all these never-Trump people are on the Qatari payroll and how Al Jazeera and AJ Plus propagandizes to Americans every day. Most people, when they're sharing memes from AJ Plus, don't realize that that's propaganda. It's propaganda by a terrorist nation. And that yet these people, they go against Trump. They call people who read Breitbart bigots. It's like, well, no, wait a minute. These people are funded by domestic not domestic terrorists and foreign terrorists. And how is it that they get away with it? And then, of course, we explore that in the film. They're all on the take. Yeah. And where can people get it specifically, Mike? I want to make sure people go and see that. And we'll link it up when we write up the, this for Breitbart later today. But just for people who want to jump on it right now, where do you go? Oh, yeah. They can go to YouTube and type in Blood Money Cernovich and it'll show right up. Okay, so th- this is where what turned you on to this topic, because this is one that has been on my radar for a long time. But I admit uh, we haven't done much on it because it's tough to get your mind around it. But y- you undertook uh, you-, you started this task. And I think it's one that is I think this is going to do some damage. I think this is going to set a lot of narrative on this topic uh, that I-, I think will do a lot of good. In a way, it was a sequel to hoax hoax. We started talking about how a lot of the news isn't necessarily always made up. It's just the narrative construction. They'll focus on some issues and not other. And then I started to look into the Never Trump people primarily. That's uh, I didn't know really anything about Qatar. I probably couldn't even find it on a map, but I thought, who's this Benjamin Witz guy? Um, this boom, the cannon man, who's always wrong and claims that he's so morally superior than everyone else. And I go, Brookings? I wonder what's going on with Brookings. And even, of course, the New York Times have reported that Brookings Institute is taking money for Qatar. So I said, this is interesting. What's Qatar and why is the Brookings Institute taking tens of millions of dollars from them? Yeah, and Brookings Institute is sort of a, 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 I guess you'd call a liberal think tank. And I think that they're... They take in something like a hundred million a year, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Mike. I mean, which is just just unfathomable for someone like me who's supposed to put out journalism every year, or what, what we would do with a hundred million dollars uh, coming in every year. And they're how are they getting that level of money? They're getting it from foreign governments, and most notably Qatar, that funds all of these. Uh, terrorist sanctioning groups or terrorists directly. And uh, you start connecting some key dots here, which is that we know that so much of Washington has been bought off. We know that the consultant class have been bought off. We know that many of the politicians have been bought off. Uh, And the people who are doing the buying, they're smart people. And so, of course, next they're going to go for journalists. And you're saying that that process is well underway. Right. There are many, many journalists on Qatari payroll, many journalists. There's a reason that 
the the narrative shifted on Saudi Arabia. The media didn't care about Saudi Arabia for, for forever, and then suddenly everybody goes, "Oh, look at how bad Saudi Arabia is." But meanwhile, MBS and other people in Saudi Arabia were actually going after terrorist elements within Saudi Arabia, and Qatar didn't like that. So now if you're the average American citizen or even someone like me who studies these issues, uh, who's really the good guys here? Who's really the bad guys? Are Saudi Arabia as bad as we might have thought, or are there some reform elements happening in the country? To be honest, I don't know, because there's so much foreign propaganda that we're left wondering and the, the first step is to just call it out and say, look, these people want to get on Twitter and they want to act like they're better than everyone else. And they're taking foreign money and moreover, they're taking money from a regime that imprisons gays and that sponsors sure. the terrorist attacks. And, and, and I want to turn to the Saudi Arabia issue, but uh, just to put a, a fine point on this journalism funded by Qatar. So Al Jazeera has got this viral brand called AJ Plus trying to appeal to younger people. It is purely a subsidiary of the Qatari government. And Hillary Clinton flat out, you have this quote, it's unbelievable. And I was stunned that says in the film, Hillary Clinton, you get a clip of her saying it's real news. This is the same person who sent out a fundraising email suggesting Breitbart might not have a right to exist. And she's saying this Qatari propaganda outfit, AJ Plus, is real news. Stunning. It's stunning. Yeah, Alex, to be honest, I couldn't understand or even believe what I was watching when I started researching, which is why I said I have to make a film about this. Uh, Hillary Clinton is praising foreign propaganda, um, pro- foreign propaganda by terrorists. And that it really did happen. It seems weird to say that, but she said it and she's hailing foreign propaganda, which, again, this is a regime that throws gay people in prison. There yes. was terrorists when they were freed from Gitmo by Obama. The five terrorists are all living like kings now in Qatar. That's another story that doesn't get reported. Oh, and by the way, they hacked over 1,500 American citizens, Qatar did, and we never hear about that. Yeah, and uh, you're, I, I wanted to go to this MBS story because this MBS versus Khashoggi was w- the strangest news cycle of many strange news cycles last year. But that was the strangest one to me, that Khashoggi, who was a Muslim Brotherhood member connected to the bin Laden family, uh, was was canonized in the American press. And he shouldn't have been murdered. Uh, and I maybe this was and, – and if MBS was behind it, then uh, th- that is a problem. And, I, and I'm not sanctioning or condoning any of that. It's horrible. But the outsized level of attention that he became time person of the year. When you look south of our border, Mike, and there's dozens of journalists murdered in Mexico every year, and no one seems to care at all. Uh, There's there's murders at Turkey, I think, is the murder capital of the world. Turkey seems to be improving in the eyes of the Western media, even though they murder more journalists than anyone else. Uh, Yet one journalist gets murdered by MBS and all of a sudden, he's time person of the year. You were scratching your chin at that, and you investigated it. And what did you find out? Yeah, Kusugi isn't even actually a journalist. He was a columnist. His columns were written by the Qatari government. He was funded by the Qatari government, and he propagandized. I remember that when he died, the mainstream media claimed that we were starting a conspiracy theory by claiming that he was connected to the Muslim Brotherhood. But you can go on the Washington Post and read one of his most recent columns – praising the Muslim Brotherhood. And me, I, you know, I'm very, very pro-Islam. I, I think it's a beautiful religion. A lot of people disagree with that because they only look at some of the, the worst elements. But the Muslim Brotherhood, I mean, we cover that in Blood Bunny. This is a bad organization. And Kushigi was a columnist, an opinion columnist, praising the Muslim Brotherhood in the Washington Post while being paid by Qatar 
uh, heck no, this is absurd, and I'm, people need to know the truth about this. Yeah, and likewise, the passion for MBS hatred. And I love that you pointed out you don't even really know the truth because everything seems like it's propaganda. I, I feel the same way, is that a lot of folks I trust think of MBS as a reformer in, in facing very difficult headwinds. Uh, and then uh, most of the American press can, is treating him like he's some sort of a monster. And I don't really know what's the truth anymore, uh, Mike. And I don't even know where to begin looking at this point, because as you note, so many of these people are bought and paid for. Right, and that's why I am happy to admit that I don't know either, and it's okay for us to admit that. How do you know? How do you find out the truth? I do know that it does look like MBS is going after the terrorist elements. It does. And, and, and that's because he's an ambitious young man. He's in his mid-30s. He, you know, he got him with Kushner, and they, they formed an alliance. And then it would make sense that he's going after terrorist elements because now that's why the media is attacking him. Anytime anyone actually wants to go after the Muslim Brotherhood or Islamic terror, then the media somehow gets triggered by that and gets upset. And you know, you brought up a great point too, which is Brandon Darby and Breitbart does the best journalism on the Qatars. Journalists are having their heads chopped off. They, they do critical, critical reporting and their heads are literally held uh, off of bridges I don't see any of that in the mainstream media in America, but we're supposed to care about this paid propaganda agent for Qatar. Get real. Yeah, right. And especially considering, I mean, Breitbart had a one of our reporters, a cartel put a hit out on him for with a hundred grand bounty. And luckily, because uh, law enforcement knows that Breitbart is trying to report stories that the, it, it generally helpful. Uh, that luckily the person was rounded up and the threat wasn't completed. But this sort of thing where if this was a, a Qatari-funded journalist for the Washington Post, it would have been international news. And in Breitbart, uh, uh, luckily Drudge linked to it, and that's about it. I mean, that's the extent to the attention that it got. So uh, it, it just it's revealing. And my, Mike is does something smart, which is that he sees these patterns, and I talk about them on the show, but then Mike actually goes and investigates them, which is great. Also check out his hoaxed movie, dot com cernovich.com uh, and uh, the, the pick up the the youtube for the blood money documentary how qatar bought off the entire dc establishment and just to segue mike to the other topic i wanted to speak with you about which is big tech censorship the masters of the universe uh, according to the documentary what really turned you on to this is that wired magazine a establishment tech outlet wrote a big hit piece on you and you investigated the journalist and you realized she was funded by foreign money and that was sort of what sets you down on, on this path, which is this sort of alliance between journalism, these foreign governments, and the tech world. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. That's so funny. Yes. So Wired Magazine wrote a major hit piece on me, Jack Posobiec, and other people referred to me as an information terrorist, which yeah. I thought we were not supposed to use dehumanizing language. Uh, by, by, by the way, Mike, and I'm, I'm just going to cut in, I was referred to in in The Intercept uh, with Julia Hahn, who's in the White House. We were we were uh, radicalized like a cell at our uh, Beverly Hills prep school that we both went to. And, and The Intercept is one of the best of the left-wing publications, and they still use that language, at least in that one occasion, uh, that I'm some sort of a terrorist-like creature, too. So you and I are kindred spirits in that way. Yeah, this language they use, and the, I said, okay, so whenever I get a hit piece on me, I would start looking up the person. I found out that Molly McHugh, who wrote the article, she's literally a registered foreign agent, a foreign propagandist. She had all kinds of foreign contracts that she had to disclose with all these foreign governments. And what a lot of people don't realize is that 
well, I'm not some pro-Russia guy, but a lot of this stuff is proxy war. For So, for example, Molly McHugh worked for the Republic of Georgia, and I think Moldova, and those, they don't like Russia. So, again, it's all, it's all a proxy war. Who's the good guys? Who, who's the bad guys? And why is Wired Magazine publishing foreign propaganda? It, it blows your mind. And again, that's only what's disclosed. We're not even talking the under-the-table kind of payments. All right, so let's talk about some of this big tech censorship that's going on. I'm stunned that you've remained on Twitter. You've got one of the most powerful Twitters on the right, half a million followers, uh, and and you're 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 big at promoting other people as well. You're great about promoting Breitbart, uh, which we always appreciate, Mike. Uh, and it's at Cernovich if you guys want to check it out. It, but they're picking us all off one by one, and it is a dangerous game because if we don't play it, if we go off the battlefield, we just cede all this space to the left. And meanwhile, they're just taking one by one conservatives offline. And I, I just want to get your reaction to some of the latest developments, and then we'll talk about the story about how they're not acting on far left trolls. Yeah, they want to ban everyone before the primary season heats up. They're getting rid of all of the people who are influential or perceived as influential and they're taking them out one by one and facebook is now of course banning people for um they call it all off-platform harassment but yet facebook paid users harass other people on the left and that's fine brian sims is actually a great example this guy he literally harassed underage girls he said yeah i'll pay you money if you can dox these girls i want to find out where they live i want to go to their houses um uh, hey, bro, this is bad. This is not um, yelling at me. This is yelling at underage girls, not banned. Periscope set. Everything is great. He he um, uses racially charged language to talk about women. He said that old white women aren't allowed to have a political opinions, essentially, is what he said. Oh, look at this old white woman out here trying to have an opinion. Not banned. Everything's cool. Yes. And uh, by the way, we're going to have Abby Johnson on, uh, who was a reformed Planned Parenthood, uh, former Planned Parenthood uh, employee who is now one of the pro-life leaders. She's actually going to join me in about half an hour, Mike. So uh, we'll talk to her about this specifically. Uh, there's this guy on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, his name is Vic Berger. He's a far left troll who's not only smeared you, Mike, he's come after your family, which is uh, luckily, my family's avoided this, but I know it's coming, and, and I'm dreading it. I have to admit it. I, I really am. I'm a pretty brave person, uh, but I'm dreading that when I know my family gets wrapped up into it. One exception, uh, BuzzFeed, uh, did the creeps over there, did go over to my wife's Facebook page and screen-capped a few of her private Facebooks, uh, which was her last day on Facebook, needless to say. But for the most part, we've avoided it, and, and you haven't. You haven't been so lucky. Facebook and Twitter protect this monster. Uh, tell me about it. Yeah, so this guy, he's trolled me and stalked me and a number of people. He's actually even smeared Ben Shapiro. He's a smear artist. And my philosophy is whatever. I'm a big boy. Come and, come and find me. I'm fine with that. But he made, and this is hard to believe, but this is on Facebook's platform right now, a video of my Periscope edited with fake audio. And in the fake audio, he, there's a baby being beaten in the background, and then he put subtitles on my video making it look like my wife is beating our daughter until she bleeds, our two-year-old daughter. This is on Facebook, or this is on Twitter right now, still up. And he tags in child protective agencies, and he's also made fake images and spread disinformation about me, tagging in the FBI, telling his followers essentially to um, report me to police and, and making swatting attempts. 
He's on the Facebook watch program, well compensated by Facebook, no action taken. Twitter said that his his tweets, his fake tweets, his deep fakes about my wife and daughter are not against any kind of rules. Right. And again, this is a, a picture what picture the his, not just the ban, but picture the mass hysteria that would take place if the equivalent took place on, on the right. I mean, this is what is getting uh, it, it would be so it would be so overwhelming. You'd barely be able to keep up with it. Again, Mike Cernovich is my guest. He's at Cernovich. Mike, anything else you want to plug, by the way, I want to make sure that uh, people can follow you easily. No, I just want people to know the truth. And I want them to know that there are verified Twitter accounts, not anonymous trolls who target women and children. Yes. And Twitter has said that's okay, and Facebook has said that's okay. And as Americans, we just have to stand up. Come after me. I don't care. People come after you. Whatever. You're a big boy. You, you can handle it. Fake sure. videos trying to get people swatted, going after wives and children, that's beyond the pale, and we can't tolerate that. Yeah, we can. And 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 you hinted at this earlier, which is my take as well, which is this is all about 2020. This is all about, if not for the powerful voices in new media and the Fox opinion, then which which is also getting attacked by the left, then Trump's word doesn't get out. It's a and and that's then they have a chance to win. This is the playbook to win. They can't win on their ideas, so they have to shut us up. Yeah, and it's dangerous now. There, people are getting killed. Antifa organizes terrorist That's attacks right. online, and no coverage from the mainstream media. They want to pretend like this doesn't happen. I'll tell you a really telling example. I held an event in New York, and it was covered by Huffington Post and The Guardian. The Guardian, Huffington Post said, oh, all these angry white men met at my event. Well, nobody was angry, but an angry white Antifa guy almost killed a Jewish Trump supporter who was just walking home. And the reason this Trump supporter was almost killed is because police said, hey, you need to avoid those guys. And he said, oh, no, no, they're just protesters. I mean, come on. What's the big deal? He had no idea what these domestic terrorists are up to. In fact, Chris Cuomo has praised Antifa and encouraged and incited Antifa. That's right. Repeatedly. They really are trying to have our families hurt. Yes, and also they falsely smeared Breitbart as Nazis. They call us the number one platform for the Nazi salute. And and this is the type of stuff that it is uh, is getting people hurt, and it's going to get them hurt more often. Uh, we had a report from a a, uh, a high school, I'm sorry, a college student earlier in the week on the show, Mike, who uh, had uh, you know was harassed. Uh, on campus with violence, the, the tables flipped over. They can't uh, set up a display with conservative values on their campus. We had one person who was on the show two weeks ago who had gotten stalked in her car, or or not in her car, in a car, trying to get run down on her campus. At least according to her own report. Uh, again, you you put the shoe in the other uh, on the other foot, Mike. If it, if a Mike Cernovich or Breitbart reader does this stuff, international news. If it's a left wing Antifa person, it gets uh, sanctioned by Chris Cuomo uh, in, in prime time in Don Lemon. So that, that's where we're at. But 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 you were very you say you always make a point that I don't want to forget to make, which is that the president is not doing enough here. And I, I'm a fan of the president's. I want him to win again. But he is not defending his followers enough, in my opinion. What do you think he can do to do more here? Well, one is there's a federal law, it's an anti-rioting act, and it prohibits people from traveling interstate to commit acts of violence to infringe on other people's civil rights. The law, in fact, was used against a neo-Nazi group called the Rise Above Movement. Okay, this is great. They use it against Antifa. They travel, they say that they believe in quote-unquote direct action, i.e. violence. So there are all these laws in the book. Start indicting Antifa 
to the terrorists that they are. And there needs to be a push, and this needs to be through Congress, too. If Facebook wants to act like a publisher now and not a platform, take away their fake immunity that was given to them That's by right. Congress yes. under CDA Section 230. This is all stuff that's free market, too. There's no reason they ever should have had this immunity in the first place. So there, there's a lot to be done. Antitrust, this FTC fine, the, the Facebook companies, social media companies spy on us. We all know we've been talking on the phone, and then suddenly an ad we've never seen shows up. Come on. Let's just pretend. Stop pretending that they're not spying on us. And running our audio all the time. So they're breaking the law. They're stealing data. They're tracking people who opted out of being tracked. Why don't we just apply the existing laws and enforce them and put them out of business? All right. So uh, a Washington Post columnist, his opinion guy, kind of a nasty guy, Dana Milbank, tweeted a couple of days ago that Trump's White House just revoked the press pass I've had for 21 years as part of his broader crackdown on journalist access. Uh, Breitbart, of course, does not have permanent press credentials because we're kept out by both party establishments. Uh, and Mitch McConnell has every bit as much to do with that as as anyone on the left. So this is not even a left or right issue. This is an establishment, anti-establishment issue. Dana Milbank goes and whines. Mike, you responded to this with uh, one of the most brilliant tweets I ever, I ever saw, which is start your own White House, which is the their exact message for us about starting our own Facebook and, and Twitter is that we, we're supposed to just start from scratch uh, and build something that's impossible to build in this climate. But expand on this for us. It's so good. Right. He's complaining that he doesn't have an, And by the way, for those of you listening at home, this is some really, really petty stuff they're complaining about. He still has a pass, but he doesn't have the very prestigious hard pass. And by that, I mean a hard pass says, I've made it. I'm official. Whereas, I, you know, I've been to the White House many times and reported, you, you get a pass. The same, same thing gets you through the door. But this hard pass is because these people are so status obsessed. It's like a little, little gold star on their ticket. And he didn't lose access, but he lost his precious hard pass. And he's crying about it. And then, of course, when you read his columns, he's not a journalist. He's an opinion columnist. Everything is, oh, Trump's a Nazi. He supports Nazis. But, but no, that's actually not true. That's actually fake news. And their response whenever people get banned from social media is build your own platform. Well, great. They can, they can build their own platforms. And of course, they'll say private, public, government. Yeah, we get it. We, we, we understand. But the sentiment is the same. They can, they can build their own institutions if they think press access is so important. But again, he wasn't denied access. And what you said is worth reminding too because – you can't get that Senate galley pass. Mitch McConnell won't let people. So Mitch McConnell's actually trying to keep Breitbart out of the White House. Yeah, that's exactly right, because the White House waits for the Senate to move first. So if Mitch McConnell wanted this, so the, there's actually very little the White House press corps, even Trump, can do. It's in McConnell's court. McConnell's not going to let us in if he has anything to say about it, because he knows we're going to write some critical stuff about McConnell. So, uh, Mike Cernovich, give me a bold prediction here. Do you think you're on Twitter uh, on Election Day 2020? Oh, uh, if I, I don't know that I'll be on tomorrow. I, I wake up every day. And one wonder if I'll still be on. So I find it uh, highly unlikely that it will be. But people can go to Cernovich.com, C-E-R-N-O-V-I-C-H.com. I will be up there. And, and, and you're sort of become less and less political. I mean, you're almost like a centrist at, at this point. And that is still not tolerable because you change people's minds. So and that's the problem. It's not really the politics. It's really do you change? Do you convince people the left is the problem? If, if you do that. 
you are, you got to keep your guard up because they're going to kick you off as soon as they can. Yeah, I, I just speak out against the terrorism on the far left. I, you know, I get my own followers wrong up because I go, no, yeah, actually, I grew up around liberals. Most of my friends are liberals. Most yeah. liberals are good people. They just have the wrong ideas. And but, but that makes me far righter, you know, uh, insane or whatever they claim. But the Antifa, I really believe this, man. I was thinking about this last night. I woke up really depressed for like a second, and then I snapped out of it. But they're going after children. Chris, Chris Cuomo is on CNN celebrating Antifa. Antifa, they actually attacked yeah. Marines in Philadelphia, referred to them with racially charged language. The person who was ahead of the smash races in D.C., which led a boycott against Breitbart, he was arrested for, literally arrested for a hate crime. That's the world we live in. And Chris Cuomo and CNN, they support that. They support our troops being beat up and attacked and called racial slurs by Antifa. They support children being targeted. This is not hyperbole. This is true. And this is not the way – we don't want to be Beirut, right? I like that we live in a civilized country, and people like that truly are enemies of civilization. Mike Cernovich, appreciate the time. Come back soon. My pleasure. Thanks, Alex.